You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Very energetic, fueled episode today i've just been sipping some amazing cold brew and it's in the evening and i know i'm not going to sleep tonight so i'm probably gonna be really productive um rome coffee i was gonna say in the house but i am in the house uh don miguel thanks for having me today this is you know i met you guys well a couple of months ago and kind of just been in touch and you know met down at uh, eote coffee um you know on one of their thursday days and and then just been around and through you guys obviously met you know deanne and bill camps and all that kind of stuff and you know we're kind of in the same crowd now and, and just kind of know a lot of the same people so uh long overdue getting you guys on to share the story um you know i know the business is just starting out but you know just as we've been talking about you guys have had extreme success in you know in the early stages and all small business struggles i guess are just the you know the it's not a bad thing being having too much business, you know. It's just, sure. you know, it's just like kind of having, chaos, man, yeah. You know? It's just having that process, and you guys, you know, just getting ready for it and getting used to it, as well as working full time. Um, so, yeah. Uh, again, thanks for you know, thanks for taking the time out of your day. I know you're super busy, uh, you know, to, to share the story. But um, let's go back to, I mean, even before coffee was even in the question, uh, you guys both grew up here. Um. This is Dom, and no, uh, we actually did not. I mean, in general, that's kind of a little bit background into our story. We're both uh, products of immigration, essentially. Um, myself grew up uh, slightly in uh, Lutzwegau in Germany, is where I was born. My mom's from Germany. Um, my dad's from Trinidad and Tobago. He actually got into the military, and then that's how he got to Germany and met my mother. So there was a little bit of time um, early on in Germany that... Uh, kind of where my roots started um, a little bit after that kind of transitioned over here to the United States and uh, briefly was in Michigan and Texas and then made my way to, to Lawton Fort Sill um, and Miguel as well he has a little bit of travels <laughs> yeah I've, I've kind of been all over the place I my I was born and raised in Portugal um, my my mother was always involved in a lot of international work so she spent a little bit of time in London She's a linguist. She speaks more languages than I probably have fingers on my hands. So that that did not pass down to me, by the way. Um, so when we were about, well, when I was about nine years old, we immigrated to the States. Um, went up to Massachusetts, just south mm -hmm. of Boston, and uh, joined the Marine Corps when I was 18, just a little after that. And then I traveled all around the world again and... I ended up uh, spending a lot of time in Southeast Asia uh, and spent a lot of time in that part of the world and uh, got out of the Marine Corps, did a little bit of contract stuff out there. And uh, eventually, uh, in 2010, kind of got burnt out, had lost a lot of the relationships that I think are really important to a healthy life. And, and I just thought I had to kind of put some things straight. So that's when I ended up making the move back stateside. And I really was just looking for a place to to get a job. and. Oklahoma City uh, had an opportunity. Um, I actually ended up hiring with a company out of uh, Florida, but they, they needed somebody. It's funny, actually, because I, I said, 
they asked me where I wanted to work. And I said, look, I'd like to be, if I had the option between North and South, I'd like North. And if I had the option between East and West, I want, you know, I want East. Yeah. And they suggested I go to Oakland. And I'm like, does that mean something different in this side of the world? I know I've been gone for a while, but, uh, so it was Oakland and I didn't really want to do the West coast thing. Um, and so Oklahoma was, was the other option. I'd never been here sight unseen, two dogs overseas, um, started looking for places to live online, you know, signed a lease remotely and flew, flew here. Yeah. So. I, we have probably have similar feelings of doing that. Cause I came out here sight unseen as well to go to university yeah. and I landed. I'm like, there's no mountains and there's car lots everywhere. No man, come on. We have, uh, we have, we have Hill Scott. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Hey, I grew up around there. No, yeah. Scott, get it right. Get it right. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's, it was a really, I mean, you know, like, look, the first, there was a lot of things that came into play, right? Like, I mean, I was in a brand new place. Yeah. I didn't have any family here. I didn't really have any friends here. Um, you know, so, and then I left a pretty, like, a pretty intense job overseas. Mm -hmm. I had my expat friends that I used to hang out with and suffer with, you know, and we had that shared camaraderie and you kind of pull all that away and a real, you know, really rapidly and it kind of leaves you in a bit of limbo. So the first six months here were a little bit difficult. You know, I didn't, I didn't really, it took a minute to get adjusted, but, um, I I realized I needed to get involved in some things. And it's kind of how Dom and I met. I started looking around. I found, uh, found a gym to work out at, um, started training Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and, and he and I started there within about a month of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, for a minute, I thought his name was Abraham for about <laughs> two or three weeks until we got that figured out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and that's the, that's kind of how we, uh, how we linked up and that's kind of how the name started too. the name of the company. Gotcha. Cause we wanted to get something that encapsulated our travels, you know? Because uh, he's got family in Greece as well, and he's traveled out there quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, so I mean, I was, even once I came over to the States, uh, having all my family in, you know, either in Trinidad, Tobago, or Germany, or Greece, like that's where my summers were spent. So, um, you know, after school let out late May or early May until later, early August, I was either in Germany, Greece, or Trinidad, or somewhere, you know, visiting family. And a lot of that time was, you know, hanging out on the beach and, living the life and oh, yeah. not really knowing you know the the cost associated with those things because i was it was just kind of hidden from me mm-hmm. um so I, I definitely uh enjoyed my youth a lot and the travels associated with that um now with with a wife and kids and having to fork the bill over for traveling to santorini greece it's it's different oh, when yeah. you get exposed to the cost of that stuff um so but yeah it was it was a good time and like miguel said you know we met at rafael lovato um, school of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and MMA and um, kind of the rest was history on, on that as far as um, where we met. Um, he was at my wedding. I was, you know, there where, when he met his wife, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. part of his wedding. So did the wives um, fight too? The, or well, my wife or is just, called? you know, my wife is just naturally feisty, but yeah. she doesn't, she doesn't fight in a traditional, uh, martial art. Yeah. Um, but Madison, yeah, I'm more afraid of Madison, which is uh, his wife than I am. He, uh, than I am Dom. <laughs> <laughs> and I know your radio listeners can't really see that, yeah. you know, Dom is not, isn't imposing. Dom's not a small human no. being. <laughs> yeah. But his wife is considerably more fierce and, uh, she's got that psychological warfare thing down a lot. Yeah, she is. She's. I'm. I'm the the one that's you know loud and kind of 
you know, presents himself in a way that like, okay, I'm a badass, but I'm really not. Yeah. She's the quiet one that you know is a badass because she'll literally just jump on your back and kind of yeah. chunk you out. Yeah. Super feisty, but uh, her and I have, um, we started dating when we were 16 and 17 in high school, um, graduated together, traveled up to Oklahoma State, we're um, alums mm-hmm. of Oklahoma State University. Um, so it's it's been a long long journey with her by my side and you know we have two wonderful children ella and quinn um but yeah she's she's the beast of the family don't let the (laughs) the looks fool you um i am a pushover sometimes (laughs) sometimes it just takes a look doesn't it because my wife's like that too she just looks at me and i'm like oh shit oh man yeah (laughs) it's just like yeah sorry Uh, awesome. So you both were in the military, but hadn't met in the military. You obviously met at the gym. So obviously yep. that was just an instant connection as well. Yeah, my my military experience was was just via my father. My father was in the military, okay. so that's kind of how I got over here when we were gotcha. when I was a child. Um, but I've kind of grew up that military yeah, brand yeah. mentality, and you know, for all my life, um, I was exposed to him being in the military. My brother actually just recently enlisted with the army, so mm-hmm. um, he's going through basic as we speak at Fort Leonard Wood, um, trying to you know go down the path of being a combat in- engineer, I believe. Um, so he's in our thoughts, obviously, as yeah. he goes through that. But that that's my military experience. Cool. I, um, I don't necessarily think I could go through all that yeah i couldn't do yeah. i don't know no, i don't know my thing. Do dom's yeah. idea of camping is sleeping in a hotel that's by my the, uh, that by is the my idea too yeah. yeah yeah there's a reason that we build houses and yeah. hotels no sleeping outside is not the reason. <laughs> exactly i do not share that sentence appreciate the mil- everybody in the military right. service and everything they do um, yeah they're definitely better men and women than i am um you know i'll just you know, stick to the hotel, hoteling oh, yeah. it up. Right. So. so you meet at the gym. Were you like fighting each other first? Was it just like, like, yeah, man, cause I mean, the gym that you're at is pretty famous in the here, jiu-jitsu here's, world. Here's where the stories come out. Yeah. Like, I'll let Miguel talk about this a little bit before I like uh, interrupt and, and tell you the truth. So <laughs> He's, he, yeah. Dom's just salty. Cause I've, uh, I, I bested him. Do we have while, a running total? Well, now, well, you know, the problem he is... Only, he only remembers look, one. Nah, nah, yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't remember the rest of them because he was passed out. But <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. We, uh, we, yeah, we started, I think, I'm, I think I might have started like a month before they did, or or maybe it was the other way around. Anyway, it was right around the same time. Um, yeah, man, we're just struggling through it together. I mean, it was, uh, you know, I had some grappling experience from being in the Marine Corps. I had played around with a little bit of that. And I think Dom is just he's generally an athletic guy, and he's been involved with a little bit of that as well. So it wasn't completely foreign, but that gym's pretty legit, man. And there was some some really legit trainers and, and instructors that were kind of guiding us through. So, uh, yeah, it was just uh, just getting getting the moves together and trying to not be a complete fool on the mats, right. you know. But um, it, it was a really supportive environment. And at the time, man, there was just a really great group of guys there. Guys and gals, really. For sure. And uh, it was just a super supportive environment, and um, it just be, kind of became my life, man. I was I was trading five, six days a week sometimes, yeah, just that, burning that, it up. That early on, um wasn't a lot of, you know, full-on sparring sessions between us, but as we kind of went up through the ranks and, and finally got to where we were 
um, in advanced class, there was definitely some battles that were had. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. but just going through all the fundamental cur- curriculum and, and growing in jujitsu together, um, he and I have been to multiple tournaments together. I mean, I think there's times where he had to use my gi or vice versa because yeah, of, of a patch around. or something like that. Yeah. You know, because when I get there, I had a patch in the wrong spot, and after he competes, yeah. I have to use his sweaty gi. Um, no, that's why you bench right. ever so slightly. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm already stressed out about weight, right? Because right. I'm trying to make weight for this uh, for this for this fight. And uh, you weigh in right before you hit the mats, right? So, so it's you not, have no time. No, you have no. It's not yeah. like you could rehydrate or dehydrate the hell out of yourself, right? So he he happens to go first, and he gets his gi rejected. So I give him my my top, and he takes off, goes does his thing, comes back a little while later, and hands me this like soaking wet <laughs> gi, right? And like now, not only do I have to wear this disgusting thing, yeah. right, but now. It's probably weighing, it probably, it's probably holding like five pounds of Dominique sweat, right? <laughs> hey, help him win. Help him get that gold medal that he needed. Yeah. So I am absolutely stressed out about walking up on the scale. But I, I mean, I came under it, and I think we actually both did pretty well in that tournament. But no, I mean, it was just a good time. It, we just, um, I just remember training and getting better and, and just just playing through. And, and when we weren't there, like we were fighting hard when we were there. We were training hard when we were there. But when we weren't there, we were hanging out and, and kind of partying hard and just having some really good times together and just having setting good memories and and then of course that it was actually a going away party for one of our other friends that where i ended up meeting my wife and um it, I, just one thing lisa to next man you know yeah. it was just like the string of events that you could kind of connect that brings you all the way to where we're at today where we drive each other nuts sometimes but we love each other and mm. we would do anything for each other and our families yeah sure. so where does coffee come into all this? Was it just a passion for both of you? Because, I mean, you travel, both of you travel the yeah. world and got to taste coffee all over the world. Yeah. For sure. You mind if I take this one? Yeah, you could, you could take it. It's called, like, and I think Dom will, will get this as well, but, uh, you know, the European culture is really big on, uh, and you know this, I mean, mm-hmm. community, right? Sitting around yeah. having long dinners together, the tea and, and the coffee and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Not that Americans aren't any different. I mean, we do that mm-hmm. here, but I just think. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a product of the time that I was in Europe, you know, when things weren't as, yeah. you know, distracting. Dinner is like an event. It's an home. event. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just I, a 15 minute in, you're out, eat it, yep. TV, see ya. Yeah, yeah. You're sitting around, you're, you're having pre-dinner, you're yeah. walking around chatting, you're having probably another pre-dinner and then you're having dinner and then God only knows how many drinks you're going to have after that. But, um, so that's, that's kind of like part of our culture. But I remember, um, you know, my mom first moved to the States. Um, then it took a little bit of time for for the paperwork to be legalized and for me to be able to come over properly. So um, I ended up actually living with my grandmom and my uh, granddad for a little while, and uh, I was about seven years old. And uh, I remember my granddad coming home. Um, he would walk uh, from. He used to work at a factory. Uh, he was an accountant there, and he would walk home, and uh, we'd have lunch together. And he'd make this. He'd make an espresso on this espresso machine which i think was white at one point but by this time was kind of like a yellowish looking uh espresso machine but uh i just remember that as being like really fond you know moment i remember the smells the the, just the the camaraderie the the conversation between Mm -hmm. him and i and i really looked up to my granddad a lot and i remember i had my first espresso when i was probably seven or eight years old and i just from that moment from that point on 
coffee has just always been a factor in my life in one way or another. It's there through the good times, the bad times, the rough times, the times where you're just trying to stay awake and drive forever or do whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so like it started pretty young my love affair with coffee started pretty young. Um, and it just kind of intensified over the years. So, um, that, I mean, there's a lot that happened between then to the time where we actually kicked off a company, but, uh, we, you know, I was, I was basically, I was going to Starbucks on a pretty regular basis. This is modern day Miguel and I, right? Yeah. So I was going to Starbucks on a pretty regular basis. And, uh, you know, we pulled a report on our finances one month and I had spent, I don't know, some obscene amount of money at Starbucks. Just shredding $5 notes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it wasn't even that because I had the app, you know, so I could get the no stars, way. you know, yeah. so you can get your freebies. Yeah. And I try to justify that with my wife and she wasn't having yeah. it. But I spent, yeah, I spent, I spent uh, an amount that I'd rather not disclose on, on, on record. But, uh, so she gave me, uh, she was kind of giving me a hard time. She's like, look, you got to be like every other normal human being and just make your own coffee at home, you know? So. Yeah. So I did. I started playing around with that. Uh, there was another friend of ours that, uh, uh, Josh uh, Giza, he's down in uh, Austin now. And uh, he was also a big coffee fan. So we started kind of tossing ideas back and forth, playing around with brewing at home, um, then just making that better. Then that made a mess. So you're like, well, let me just go find some cheaper cans somewhere else. And that just didn't, never, no, never really hit the spot, you know? So. We went back to doing our own R and D and 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 playing and playing and playing and getting bigger and bigger and better and better, and then uh, I started sharing some stuff with Dom, and uh, and Dom's kind of uh, got the uh, Dom's got a spirit to just move things along, you know. So uh, I brought him. I think I brought him like two gallons of cold brew, and I was like, "Hey man, try this out. See what you think." And he drank it. He loved it. And um, next thing you know, I was you know he's dragging me down the road. As yeah. we were starting a company and and becoming Rome, so I don't think, I don't think one without the other we would have gotten where we where we got. And then right. pretty much from that point on, we've been step in step. Like we're both just pretty much involved in every aspect of the operation, you know. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, we we definitely uh, it's fifty fifty. We're fifty percent janitor, fifty percent owners. <laughs> I mean, 50, like we just skin every um, problem that we have together um, for the most part, but. And, and touching back on like the coffee experience in general, like it's the European culture. Like I grew up, you know, my mom doing coffee and cakes with her friends. And that's really kind of how I got exposed to it um, early on is I like sweets a lot. And there's always some kind of, you know, danishes or coffee cake. And there's always coffee to go with it. You know, it started off as me adding a lot of um creamer and sugar to it to kind of just have it a, a sweet on top of my sweet um, but over the years as I continue to develop a, a better palate for coffee in general um, I started to, to appreciate good coffee um, and fortunately you know when Miguel and, and Josh were working through their kind of coffee R&D um, I just kind of put it out there I was like hey if you guys really want to take this serious and you want to like start this business up and, and move it like let me know if you need help because mm -hmm. you know i could i could uh, help out with that process and um, want to be a part of it i think a big thing for me was you know valuing the friendships that i had with both josh and, and miguel at the time um i'm more of you know i obviously in my career as an engineer like I could be autonomous and do things by myself, but what I enjoy the most is, is working with, you know, people that I care about and, and having that camaraderie 
and like seeing somebody's reaction to, you know, you successfully completing a task or whatever it might be together. Mm -hmm. You know, like I know I have some kind of responsibility to Miguel to like help achieve this goal as vice versa. He has a responsibility to me. So I think we keep pushing each other um, and even competing with with one another to to make sure that we can stay on top of everything. And um, the ultimate satisfaction is really like, you know, me seeing a friend that is proud of a product and, you know, showing that my family that like, hey, you know, this is what's going to grow. This is what it's going to be, because um, my ultimate satisfaction, like I said, is, is seeing those people happy that I care about. So Right. And going through that whole process of just, you know, being an engineer and being task orientated, it probably yeah. helps you out a lot, mm-hmm. too. With because I'm probably like you, creative and just kind of oh this is cool, and then if someone comes along, it's like well here's the steps to make it better, yeah. you know like like we need those people in our lives. Oh right? no, so, Miguel's he's definitely know? task oriented too. I think we <laughs> there's even though I might have the engineering title, like he he's very meticulous yeah. and analytical. Um, you know there I think we complement each other both in some things that he cares about more, and I think we could be a little bit more laxed on, yeah. um, or vice versa. We just we make it to a point where we're always on a positive trajectory. Mm-hmm. So, um, to this point, it's been it's been great. It's been uh, a challenge, but I think every challenge that we've come up against, like when we join forces, and like we we push through it regardless yeah. of what it might be. So, why cold brew? Why was cold brew the thing, not normal coffee? I say no, not hot coffee like everybody else. Yeah, I, I I've just. I think I've, as I've gotten a little bit older, I mean, I still enjoy mm-hmm. um, having an espresso or macchiato or, you know, something something unique. But I've always gravitated back to iced coffees. It's just always been my thing, I don't know, for, for mm-hmm. years now. Um, so it was just kind of a natural fit. You know what I mean? That, that That's that's just kind of what I liked. Um, and when, when we got together, that's what we liked. And, and we figured, you know... We're a relatively new company on the market, but we've actually been around since 2017. Okay. So we've been around for a minute. Um, And it just took us a minute to kind of get to to where we're we're at. But uh, the whole point of, you know, cold brew was just something that was just made sense to us. You know what I mean? Like it was something we enjoyed. It was easy to make. Um, It was easy to make a product that we could really, really enjoy. But we didn't realize how difficult it was going to be to get that to market. Okay. For sure. And, and to elaborate that on a little bit more is, you know, when you are just providing coffee beans, like it's in the hands of that user, you know, the customer to make that and develop the flavors that they want, you know, um, how they brew it, how much water they introduce, how strong they want it to be. Um, with our cold brew now, though, like you have that ready to drink. And we we put everything into our product, but it it is that like it's it's good the way that it's delivered to you. You don't have to do anything else to it essentially. Um, yeah. So it's it's a little bit more specialized, I think. Um, and we we also know that you know we, roasting is an art as well. And you know being newer, we don't have the sourcing capabilities that, that some other people might have. Um, so I think that's something else that probably played into the, the direction mm-hmm. of, of why cold brew versus, you know, yeah. just being yeah. another roaster or being, you know, a coffee shop. 
and and going through like the whole temperature change too i know we'd spoken in the past about how difficult it is to to extract that taste mm-hmm. right from just because it's cold or hot or whatever it is like and that was the whole process you guys went through with everything of your r&d right because well, i'm sure you had some really bad tastes as well as some amazing tastes and then you've got to replicate that into a mass production right that's probably you know that was for sure yeah the the scaling process um ex- essentially exchanging heat for time is, is what we've done with the cold brew process but um one of the the largest hurdles which we weren't aware of, aware of when we started um is that we ultimately produce something that's a little bit lower on the acid scale so um it has other requirements that come along with it so that's kind of what we spent a year and a half um working on and and doing r&d is we were working with food scientists and microbiologists at oklahoma state who they currently have the only process authority in the state which is kind of linked to the fda of how you get approved um so it was you're right there was a lot of bitter tasting coffee a lot of long nights because we drank so much coffee um exposing friends to you know a sample panel of of 15 different brews where where one of our good friends justin raider was just drinking everything and the next thing you know he's like wired out of his mind like running on the floor the shadow like, process, like so. i met him once and he seems wired normally right yeah, so he well, must have been off the yeah you know, he's off the chart yeah, yeah. No, if you know justin he you know he's always you know has a lot of energy but that day he definitely was yeah you know, yeah couldn't Man, contain him we um you know we had a we had some things that we wanted to do. We had some things that we absolutely scoped out in mm-hmm. getting our product to market. Um, and, and that was important. We didn't want to compromise on that. Um, you know, the easy way to get cold brew to market is to post, do some sort of post treatment, whether you do a chemical treatment or, uh, you know, you pasteurize it. And, uh, and we just felt that that prematurely ages the coffee or it hides the true flavors of the coffee. The beauty of cold brew is that when you remove a lot of that acidity, when you remove some of those oils, you really are left with the essence of the beans. You know what I mean? So you could really pull out and you don't have to have some super refined taste buds, you know, like some yeah. sort of wine specialist. Right. You, but you, you could truly pull out the distinct flavors that are imparted into the way those beans are grown. So whether they're grown in volcanic ash or regular soils or yeah. altitudes or the type of flowers that they are, or plants that they are rather, like I think you could pull that out and exhibit that a little bit better in cold brew than you can in traditional coffees, right? Okay. Um, so and that was important to us. So we it took us a bit to try to come up with a system that would allow us to bring something to the market that was consumer safe, um, approved by the FDA. Um, we got the blessings from the health department and all that other stuff, right? We and that we didn't cut any corners or um, compromise on those few core values that we really didn't want to uh, compromise on. So the end result was a unique system that we have, uh, which I think it just worked really, really well. Um, and it just yields this incredibly fresh cup of coffee yeah um our our process and controls have a lot to do with that you know we we don't roast i'm sorry we don't uh brew beans um after a certain date after they've been roasted our window of opportunity on that's really tight um you know and there's a lot of other stuff that we do to make sure that we ensure freshness all the way to the point when you get that and you start drinking but yeah it was just it was just a fun process man we just played played for a while and and we got told no a lot of times and um, but I think it's both in both our personalities to have a little bit of tenacity and 
uh, and no just kind of motivates us to like double down and, right. and to find a way around it and we did and yeah. it's, it was just super super exciting when we got our process authority letter in december um and then we thought we were ready but we had no idea of that just opened the door yeah. to a whole bunch <laughs> yeah. of other stuff yeah. and, and to elaborate on what miguel said basically is you know the the easiest way around everything is to open up our own store and have it be point of sale um because right now you could get cold brew just about anywhere that's that people are making it here but a lot of people they, they just have their own shop um mm-hmm. so it's different it's regulated differently you know they're not considered a manufacturer it's just point of sale so yeah um typically what you're getting with that cold brew which some of them are, are great you know um it's just not something that can be packaged and that with withstand some time um and it goes through the kind of regulations that we go through so you, you really are getting an extremely clean polished product um with a lot of you know care taken into to every step of what we do to to bring you rome coffee in yeah general. so but it's such a cool experience man we have all these you know we do all these events you know and where we we really feel the best way to get our cold brew out there is putting in people's hands right oh, yeah. if you try it mm-hmm. for the majority of the people that have tried it they absolutely love it um so, you know, you get these people that come in and we start kind of chatting and talking and they say, oh, man, I don't really like coffee or um, I like coffee, but I drown it in, in milk and sugar and everything else. And we try not to be the pushy salesman. Right. Mm-hmm. But we want people to, to experience things. Try so we, we say, hey, yeah. look, let me let me give you a little shot. You know, try this out. See what you think. If you want me to dress it up for you, I'll dress it up for you. However, however you want. But that, like, give this a little a little mm-hmm. run and people try it. And then you just see their eyes light up and they're like, oh, wow, I could drink this. I could drink this straight. Yeah, is there sugar in here, or did yeah. you guys? Is there flavor in here? No, no, no. It's just really high quality water and really high quality beans. And of course, the way we process, right? Yeah. Um, and that's like, uh, is there a better? Is there a better thing to see? Like when you put that much effort into a product, and we put that much time to getting it approved and being able to bring it out to stores, and you have some random person who really doesn't owe you anything. Right, come back and walk away from something that they believe that they believed, mm-hmm. right, for so long, and say, "Oh man, this is this is insane. This just changed the way that I, you know, that I want to experience this beverage." Yeah, I mean, that's just sure. awesome. We see that a lot, um, and it's just that's just such a good feeling. It's just it's like a lot of validation. Yeah, and the events, like like I said, the events are probably the best way to get that because it's so hard to have to change people's ways. You know, like, I mean, the only way I changed from, I grew up drinking tea my entire life. Oh, yeah. And I came to the States and it took me probably three years to drink coffee. And now I just primarily drink coffee. Um <laughs> uh, but it's the same with like wine or beer or whatever it is. Like everybody is stuck in their way that that's what they do. That's what they've always done. And like I said, by doing these events, you take that advantage and just say, just try it. Give yeah, it a try. You know, when I was at, when you guys did the first, uh, you guys opened up at Bill Camp's, right? We did. Yeah. That's uh, right. You tried and I, it. Yeah. Then. And I was there and I'm like, sold. You know, yeah. like, this is awesome. And then I, I kind of watched an old, older lady come in and, you know, she's just like looking around like, you know, and you guys were really having a great time. You know, there's a great atmosphere in there and everyone's running around. And then she, I think she walked out with two bags, you know? I think she may have, yeah. Um, and it's, like I said, it's basically just witnessing what you what you just explained. It must be super cool to have gone through that whole process, you know, since 2017 of doing R and D and figuring all this out and painting your kitchen, yeah, uh, with you know coffee everywhere. Um, 
yeah like I'm sure nothing compares to just seeing that smile on someone's face yeah. especially someone that's older that's like in their 60s that's had this ingrained in them that they've just drunk vultures or whatever it is black coffee forever and yeah, now you give them sure. this you know the individuals that really you know they're, they're not even exposed to cold brew a lot of the right. time they just they're used to drinking traditional hot like you said Folgers and yeah. um, they kind of a little bit standoffish occasionally and, and when they really try it, they're like okay I, yeah. I can see what this is and you kind of explain some of the other benefits that you have associated with cold brew as, as far as being a little bit easier on your stomach um, due to having a, a lower acid content um, it's just it's also really caffeinated so they mm-hmm. get that pick me up and nobody wants to you know scald their mouth on hot coffee on a hot summer's day you know as, as things are warming up it's it's better for us because we're exposing people that would like a, a cooler beverage that kind of takes the the place of that hot coffee that you still get that that pick me up from yeah. and that that quality coffee taste obviously um associated with our, our cold brew so yeah. what was the uh what, what was the r&d like i mean obviously you did it for a couple of years and just going through that whole process and i'm sure there's many nights of just banging your head against the wall just like oh this is not getting any better or yeah. it's getting worse you've got to have some stories about that oh god yeah no for sure i mean there's there's a lot um i mean you you select the coffee and you you know you read the origin notes and some of the the regions that it's coming from and um you get the smell and you're like oh man this is going to be great this is going to be great and some of those turned out to be some of the worst oh, yeah, yeah. cold brews that we had experienced and yep. and just kind of blending some of the the beans that we had together and thinking that these flavor profiles were going to work it was just it, it doesn't smell doesn't always translate to a high quality or let me say this smell and hot brewed coffee that you really enjoy doesn't always translate well to being a cold brew mm-hmm. um it's almost you know never the case you know you it's it's two distinct brewing processes that will get result in two distinct flavors so um we also provide you know our coffee beans for our cold brew blend which make a really good hot coffee but it's it's completely different than yeah. what our cold yeah. brew is in, our, in my opinion um but yeah like raider being on the floor running around shadow boxing to <laughs> me painting um miguel's kitchen wall um, with high pressure coffee with high pressure <laughs> coffee or you know utilizing some equipment for you know 12 months where we could have just like continued to fix it to where it wouldn't be you know some uh, rinky dink wood blocks that were oh not God, put together yeah. like how to when we started you know pouching some of our you know sample bags here in this kitchen um and it's just i feel like everything that we learn throughout this process the r&d process we open the doors to new stuff new mm-hmm. information that we didn't know yeah so we thought Okay, we're going to go down this path of getting this process authority letter and and being um, the first Oklahoma approved manufacturer of cold brew uh, coffee, which we are, which is something to hang our hat on. It's it's great. Like nobody else has done this. But that just led us to other requirements and more information with health departments and insurance and all this other stuff. So it's it's just been overall just a a gigantic learning experience. but kind of to touch on what we said earlier, you know, you can't going through that with with somebody, I, you know, that I've known for so long and I trust tremendously has has been a joy. And yeah. um, it, it we're looking to a bright future. You know, right. I think if we continue down this path, I don't I don't really see a reason why this doesn't, you know, blow up. Right. Yeah. And I kind of like seeing, you know, just kind of hearing the story and also me kind of knowing a tiny bit about 
going back to jujitsu, I mean, like, there's a lot of comparables to like the whole like process of because if you're a jujitsu fighter, you, I mean, you, you're going to be pinned. There's, you have to be very humble. Oh, it, oh, it humbles you very fast, right? And you go through that whole process of failing and getting better and just starting from the ground up. It's that grind. Yeah, and like you guys have basically done the same thing with this business, right? You like, oh, yeah. you know, n- very many people, hopefully now when they listen to this, will know that you guys have been doing this since 2017. Yeah. No one has seen that outside of you guys. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And like just been in the shadows, just working away working away grinding perfecting everything and now bang we're right. here and you have an extreme success which i'm sure is not a huge shock to you guys it's obviously nice to have that excess that success you know early but this is something i'm sure you guys have known for a long time being like you kind of have this idea that it's going to kick off yeah for sure you know it's nice uh, it's kind of like i was saying earlier it's just it's nice to have those experiences where you get that validation from a stranger mm-hmm. and it kind of validates all of the failed experiments all of the weird ideas that we had that we figured would make perfect sense until we realized that it was the worst idea in the world um even perfect ideas that we had i mean like kona is one of the best coffees you know internationally recognized right that's a great region to grow coffee makes a horrible cold brew for sure <laughs> yeah, right in our opinion yeah in our opinion Right. Uh, we, we tried, uh, you know, we tried really, really unique, high quality beans. We tried weird brewing processes. We tried, I mean, we tried everything out of the yeah. sun, man, you know, and, and we took a little bit from beer brewing and we took a little bit from winemaking, a little bit from coffee, um, and kind of melded it all together. And like, that's not, to, that's not to discount the value of some of the amazing partnerships that we've made. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Todd, uh, we call him our little coffee Yoda. Oh yeah. And I don't mean little cause he's not a little he's guy. Not, I think he's taller than I am. He's not little. Not yeah. He's not little at all. But, um, but yeah, Todd, I think Todd played a huge part, especially in the early days when we were trying to figure out where to even start. You know, mm-hmm. he's one of the first roasters that we talked to just to try to get some advice. Um, and if he hadn't had such a warm, like a warm welcome, um, that might have even maybe pushed us off from even going down this path. This is before even 2017, you know? For sure. Yeah. So that, and then, uh, you know, the Raider family, you know, the, like both uh, Justin and his parents have every, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many good ideas come out of them. And they've always been there to support us. And when, when they saw us giving coffee away basically every day, because we were trying to just get it in people's hands, just get yeah. opinions and ideas. You know, they were trying to help pay for beans and, and donate money to the company to see it going. So, um, and a lot of our other connections that we've made, you know, I don't want to leave anybody out, but there's been a lot of people um, in this state that have believed in what we were doing and, and have, have gotten us to this point. So, mm-hmm. um, it's just cool, man. It's it's just super, it's, it's just so exciting, man. It's just so exciting to own a business. It's so exciting to see something that you've made come to a complete package um, and now it's just like every day is a little gift. You know what I mean? You find out that someone new, you know, calls up and wants something just before you walked in today. Right. Yeah. We, we right got as you were walking yeah, in. Yeah. Actually, yeah. All right. We got a surprise call from, uh, from a potential client that we're super excited about. Yeah. You know, doing something that we're, that we'd love to do. I mean, uh, what's not to like about that? Oh, you know, it's, just, it's, just, yeah. it's just an awesome experience. And I get to do it with friends. Um, I, you know, I, I even got my wife helping us out. I got, you know, Madison has come out and helped us out at the brewing. So we're getting the family involved. And it's just a cool experience, man. Yeah. It just really, there's a lot of times that I sit around and I'm driving and I'm, 
I, I check an email, I get a message, and uh, not while I'm driving, of course, that would be unsafe. <laughs> but uh, uh, and you just can't. You sit back and you take a pause, and you're like, man, I can't believe this is this is it. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think sometimes, like everybody's got a good ideas. It's just getting that push to actually put that into action, and then you could really kind of rein in the the beauty that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're kind of in that moment right now, and the sky's the limit on where we're going to go next. So yeah, I think going back to just the relationships and like Todd, for example, and you know Todd could have just said, "You guys are going to be a competitor of mine. You know, I'm not going to help you." But yeah, you know, I, I can never ever see him doing anything no, like that. And no, the Raiders too, you know, they're great people. And it's just going back to, and I I get this a lot because obviously we didn't grow up here. You know, all three of us didn't grow up here, right? I know you went to Oklahoma State and kind of lived here a little bit, but still, like it's, we you know we're not like Oklahoma Oklahomans, but we feel like Oklahomans because oh, of yeah. everybody around us is just like, I mean, so they just do what just needs to be done, right? This, oh, yeah. it, and without question, without asking, it's like. You know, if you were in any other country, people would be like, well, if you approach somebody or, or ask for help, they're like, what do you want from me? Right. You know, why am I helping you? It's just it's just different here. And unless you've experienced it, you don't really know. Uh, and people listening will know that because they, they've probably listened, you know, they've lived here and they've gone through it themselves in whatever business they're doing. Uh, but I'm sure it is validating to see and to have that help and to go through that entire process and getting product to market and then getting these phone calls of people so you've cool, never man. met before, yeah, you know, so cool. and like, and I'm sure you always ask, like, how did you find out about us? And then you get this whole backstory of they know somebody that came here that, you know, and then they basically part of the family. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, immediately, basically. Yeah, well, Bill, uh, Bill Camps, you know, uh, Bill, uh, which you, you obviously mm-hmm. you've met them, uh, Bill and Deanna Camp, uh, they they kind of gave us our first foothold. You know, I, I mean, they have the they have the awesome shop, a mm-hmm. hundred going nearly on 110 years of history um and really somewhat sight unseen they took a risk and said yeah you know what if you guys got all your stuff in order and you've got all your health department stuff yeah we'll absolutely support you yeah and they put our product on the shelves and and now i think we have a gentleman that comes down from guthrie um on a somewhat regular basis he, he drives down from guthrie to go to bill camps and yeah. and pick up two pouches of cold brew coffee i mean That's like great. this is not this is someone i don't even know if you're yeah. listening by the way thank you very very much <laughs> yeah um but that's thank you so, to that's, the camps in general. Yeah, they, not only with us, they've done that with a lot of made in Oklahoma products, right. and they have their little section carved out um, mm-hmm. to really su- support the community. Because yeah. it's kind of like you said, that that's that's what Oklahoma kind of represents. You know, yeah. they get behind good quality people and good quality products, um, and the camps are are the epitome of that. They they have shown that they've opened their doors to us and um, anything that we've needed to, to kind of help that relationship grow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've been really accommodating for, and like, uh, like Miguel mentioned, the Raiders, um, Lovato's, yeah. our families, mm-hmm. everybody has like been extremely helpful um, in this journey. And, and we're super support or appreciative of all that. Um, yeah. And we can't say thank you enough to, yeah. to everybody, mm-hmm. yourself included. Yeah, absolutely. So what's next? Was, you know, where do, I know obviously we're early in the coming to market stage and early in like this year, you guys have really started to push it out, you know, to, to stores and stuff like that. What's next for the rest of the year? Where do you guys, I mean, ideally you guys don't want to work forever, right? You want to be doing this full time. Yeah, this, this um, will hopefully be a full time job. You know, where, where do you see it going after this year? Where would you like to be? And then, you know, goal for the future. Man. Oh, you go ahead. No, I, mean, I was just going to say in general you, growth. <laughs> um, yeah, growth. Yeah. We're, we're constantly doing research. We're constantly um, 
you know, trying to develop that next flavor profile. Um, you know, we have some contacts that we've made that um, are looking for organic cold brew that we're, we're trying to accommodate, um, you know, make a signature blend for that. But really is continue to partner up with the the people and the companies that we have already partnered up with and, and help grow that community. Um, we're getting a lot of good responses for from everywhere that we've talked to. So it's really um that general growth and that that positive trajectory and accommodating the demand as we go and not losing sight of of all the quality and everything that we put into it um so it's it's managing that for the time being and, right um i'm sure you wanted to touch on some other things as the, what the future holds yeah I, well really i mean we're like we, we kind of decided to roll this thing out in phases mm-hmm. and uh we're an oklahoma company proudly i mean that's 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 part of why we picked the name, you know. And, and the logo. Right. It's <laughs> yeah, our, sure. our wandering spirit, but we wanted to tie it in and anchor that to Oklahoma. We are an Oklahoma company. Yeah. Uh, we both have invested into the state, and that's who we are. Um, so our first, like really our, our first phase was to try to get partnerships with good Oklahoma companies. Um, so, you know, Bill Camps was, was a huge score for us. So we just gotten... Uh, we know we just got into a partnership with uh, the Urban Agrarian, and that's opened up all sorts of doors for us. So, really, that's the kind of spots that we wanna we wanna kind of marry up with right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the sky's the limit, right? We're, we're over time. Of course, we're not going to turn anybody away, but we, our goal was to grow this at a controlled pace where we didn't have to be forced to make compromises on our processes or or our flavors in order to meet some sort of magical goal. Like the the coffee drives the business, yeah. right? Um, and we're both ambitious, but we we understand that this is not going to be something that's going to be a success overnight, right? It's going to take time. So phase one is really cut our teeth um, on good, wholesome Oklahoma companies that share the same values that we do. Um, and if we could prove ourselves to them and we could provide a value to, to not only the customers that are shopping there, mm-hmm. but also to those business owners, and they could prove to provide us a value by providing our cold brew that if we could establish that symbiotic relationship, that's like phase one, hundred percent success. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then from there we, we just start working our way up. I mean, we want to become, you know, the, the, we want to be Oklahoma's cold brew, right? Yeah. Coop is probably Oklahoma's beer. Right? Yeah. Like it's one mm-hmm. of the most popular, uh, you know, Oklahoman, uh, beverage companies around yeah. right well we want to do the same thing for for cold brew we want to we want to set up an environment where we could uh you know teach people about the different flavors and the different things that you could do and cool cocktails and mocktails and you know mixing this with that and just have an environment where people could come in hang out enjoy um that's just it man i mean and ultimately in the future um we would like to open up uh, a tap room um, set it up just, you know, because like I said, we do follow a lot of brewery type techniques. Mm-hmm. So setting something up where we have like an open brewery, people can kind of wander around, look at all our tanks, all our brewers. But really, at the end of the day, be able to sit around, socialize and uh, and kind of experience some fellowship and drink some coffee and, and whatever else we have to offer and just kind of have a good time. Yeah. Build that community. Yeah. yeah. Education, too, really is, is, is big on us. You know, we. We're here to to kind of provide the insight that we've gotten over these years to to other beverage companies that might want to do that in the future. You know, I think end goal is, you know, like Miguel said, is is having a tap room, but also having, you know, space that we can 
um, have cupping classes. We can have, you know, a mixologist on staff that's working with, with the cocktails and mocktails because we're doing that right now. You know, yeah. if you come check us out Saturday at the farmer's market, you'll you'll see specialty items on our menu. You know, we've we've been doing a, a vanilla bean and lavender kind of infused simple syrup to go along with our cold brew. That's been a hit as well as kind of a mock play on an old fashioned, which we call the Rome fashion. So doing things like that on a bigger scale, yeah. I think. We enjoy that. That that brings insight, excitement to us, and we, you know, we want to see that person's face when they try kind of a, a, a cold brew sour, you know, fresh squeezed lemon um, with a little simple syrup and cold brew. One might not think that goes together well, and you know, their initial that that facial expression that they make when they first try that, they're kind of like, "Whoa, that's weird," but that's yeah. good, and it's weird but really good. Right. So like that, those things we you know we want to play with. Um, but yeah, really having that kind of spot where the community could come, um, have really good quality beverages, um, you know, be exposed to some resources potentially. You know, we we're working out of a, a commercial kitchen right now, obviously. But like, if we can do something that could help the community have some type of beverage incubator, like if we mm-hmm. grow to the point where we can allocate a, a part of a, a warehouse or a, a building with you know, space where, you know, beer manufacturers could come and try to, to lease or we could help them out with that process. Like yeah. canning lines and all that other canning stuff. Canning yeah. lines, retort, if they go down that way. Yeah. All the things that we didn't necessarily have when we were starting out, like we want to make it easier for the community. We want to yeah. give back. Um, um, we're always th- we're always thinking about what we can allocate to charities and other other places while we're growing because it's you know Miguel is very selfless you know and I consider myself one that would give back to the community in a heartbeat as well um so we want to keep that as as part of our core value as we move on um and I know you guys years. have been doing that with, uh, like I introduced you to the OKC Beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. You know, you've been doing that with the schools, right? Yeah, Getting we've partnered the, up with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've, uh, we had all these grounds. And, uh, you know, as a good business owner, you're trying to figure out, like, mm-hmm. how to use every every part of your process. And uh, and obviously, we go through a lot of coffee, <laughs> coffee beans. <laughs> like I was just telling you, we just put in an order uh, yesterday for 150 pounds of coffee. So, um yeah, it was the day actually we met you. We met mm-hmm. uh, Christina, I yeah. believe it is, from uh, Oklahoma Beautiful. And, and mm-hmm. we started donating grounds to their uh, composting uh, Yeah, the program. kids' stuff. Yeah, yeah, Cleveland, stuff. Uh, Cleveland Elementary. Yeah. Cleveland right Elementary School, yeah. The main one that yeah. it's, it's in the... It's the closest to where we're brewing, so it's, it's an easy awesome. drop-off point. Yep. But they, yeah. they've... You know, facilitated that, and um, it's a pleasure for us to, yeah. to give back yeah. and um, help kids get into composting and gardening yeah. and, oh, yeah. and all those things that you know we wish that we would have been a part of it when we were younger. But it's a, it's a good yeah. good thing, a yeah. good program, and we yeah. we love to be able to give back to other local businesses as well. Yeah, it's such a it's such a just an example of just like I mean, obviously giving back and using all this, you know, all the resources you have and all just the stuff that you don't need, but you still can use it for good things, you know, with the with the grounds and stuff. But I mean, just the timing. Like I was down, we were at, we were at EOTA the other day, and I was yeah. meeting with uh, yeah, it's Christian meeting with Christian about having our composting event at EOTA 
and it's just the timing is amazing because you guys right. are there and she's like do you use coffee cones and you're like yeah do you want them you know like it's it's, <laughs> yeah. just, it's just such a crazy world isn't it that it happens like that but um yeah i'm sure they really appreciate it uh, and cat who runs the school side of program side of things right. to do their school programs it's yeah they do definitely doing amazing things and actually their podcast episode went out yesterday awesome. uh, tuesday yeah. so this one will this will be thursday you know this week that this will go out um what's next what's the next event um, you guys have one this weekend? Well, we're doing the farmer's markets okay. on the regular. So we're committing to that every every Saturday morning. We're at the Oklahoma City OSU Farmer's Market. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a blast. We're, we're going to be out there with a uh, wedge between uh, a man who makes amazing ice cream and uh, and uh, I believe Coop Ale Works starting May 4th. That's correct. a great place so, to be. Yeah, it's yeah, not. You get your booze, your dairy, yeah, and your exactly, coffee yeah. all in one spot. We're, so. we're fully committed to turning that little spot into like a tailgate. Oh, kind yeah. of scenario, inviting all the friends, getting yeah. cornhole out there. Yeah. You know, you could have your choice. You could do a coffee keg stand or you could do a coop beer keg stand <laughs> probably here in the near future. So maybe do both. Awesome. I mean, why, yeah. why restrict yourself? Exactly. Saturday exactly. morning, right? And that's, 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 that's 8 to 1 p.m., I believe. 8 to every, 1. Every yeah. Saturday okay. for the foreseeable future. Um, we're excited and appreciative of that opportunity as well. Oh, yeah. And then um, I think the following week, next Saturday, the, the following Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. um, Miguel will be... Um, we have the 2019 handling. Oklahoma, the 2019 Oklahoma Women's Expo, awesome. uh, which happens over at the fairgrounds, and we're pretty excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, man, they got I think like 189 vendors out there, everything covering from women's fitness to fashion to um, you know current issues that are important to uh, to women. They also have some some really cool artists that are going to be going out there. I think they're going to have like two stages running. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're stoked, man. Like having having the opportunity to dedicate our time to support those kinds of events is just um, is something that we're really passionate about, you mm-hmm. know. So we'll be out there for two days. Um, you know, we're uh, we're working with uh, 180 uh, Fitness. Uh, I'm sorry, 180 Physique up in Edmond. Uh, they they've uh, they've got some really accomplished athletes up there. Um, and they've just become the uh, points of contact to coordinate some of the big competitions for fitness and bodybuilding coming up. For sure. So uh, we've gotten invited to kind of support them during one of their expos. And, uh, I mean, it's just, uh, look, you almost can't make a plan for this stuff, yeah. right? You, you put yourself out there. You make relationships. Um, and if it clicks, it clicks, you know. Right. Uh, even just at the commercial kitchen, we, we ended up hooking up with uh, – with uh, another uh, another uh, athlete uh, that runs a company called Fresh, and she makes um, uh, pre-made meals for a bunch of, uh, of people that are you know on diets or, or trying to eat healthier, and she also does all sorts of great workout plans and, and programs and. She's taking our stuff and making, you know, uh, overnight oats with yeah. cold brew, which is just kind of a cool concept, you know. Yeah. So, and the list just goes on, man. It just you just never know what conversation is going to lead to us sitting around and doing a podcast, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, true. Bucket list done. Done. Right. Check mark, right? <laughs> One of many. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, or or you know what's going to lead to us somehow getting you know coffee and. In the thunderous hands, or God only yeah. knows where. You know, what I mean, we're just, man, we're happy we're here. We're happy we've gotten accomplished what we've gotten accomplished. Um, 
so happy for the relationship we've had and mm-hmm. and the sky's the limit man i mean we're just um just want to keep putting oklahoma's cold brew in the hands of oklahomans yeah yeah i mean just from kind of knowing you guys for a brief time you guys are doing it right and you, you're putting like i said coffee drives business relationship drives the business and it's just someone it's such a such an oklahoma way to do stuff no, right yeah. you know i mean yeah, just it like is. it's i know i mean it's Everybody knows everybody in this state once you get into the business. Yeah. And that's kind of what I've noticed from just doing multiple podcasts. It's like, oh, do you know this person? Yeah. And then you just like put out this huge spider web of how they know them and everyone's connected. Oh, yeah. Um, it's awesome. What, how do the listeners reach out? How do they buy coffee from you? How do they order, get involved? I mean, yeah. How does that work? Follow us on social media. For sure. Know, yeah. We're, we're on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, um, our website, um, just Google Rome Coffee dot rome dash coffee dot com. Um, yep. You can find us there, and it'll highlight all the locations where we'll be at. So, um, as you've probably heard throughout this podcast, we're at Camps Bill Camps Meat mm-hmm. Market. Um, we're also at both of the urban agrarian locations, um, downtown OKC and Edmond. Um, you'll be able to find us at uh, Lovato's Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and MMA. Um, Legacy Martial Arts, um, soon hopefully at American Elite, um, as well as Green Strength and Arc Recovery. So all these uh, contacts that we've made that have, you know, kind of opened the doors to us, you know, having stocking our products at Mm -hmm. their locations. But even beyond that, like these are all locations that, you know, kind of share our same core values. So, um you know, for those listening, if you're if you're interested and you, you think you're on, the, you know, you have those same core values of um, community outreach, you know, quality, um, just just in general, like responsive, respectable Oklahomans like we like everybody's listening to the podcast, yeah. like reach out to us in any of those ways. And we'll be sure to consult with you on how you can get kegerators cold brew pouches cases of bottles or even if you have a specialty event like any of the ones that we've been um, doing lately or have in our future so yeah awesome yeah great Any, anybody else i miss um no man i mean no. i think we got it covered you know and you guys are still working out and rolling together right Anybody listening want to challenge? Man, I, free coffee? I, man, why, why are you gonna why are you gonna be bringing that up? I why actually, are you gonna be bringing that up? I actually am going to miss <laughs> a Rome Coffee um, event. Uh, Miguel will be handling the the Women's Expo with uh, some of our family members and friends. You know, yeah. tagging along with him to help him out with that because I'll be traveling down mm-hmm. to Dallas that weekend with my wife to do a jujitsu event. Um, unfortunately, Miguel hasn't touched the mats in a little bit. It's been a know, minute. I don't know how yeah. long. It's been a minute. Um, he's been working hard. Business development. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. no, no, true. He's definitely <laughs> yeah. he's taking the reins for that weekend and, and helping helping me out so I could kind of you know stay on that goal. Um, but yeah, hopefully he'll be on the mat sooner or later. Awesome. Yeah, I need to get back on there. Just it's yeah. been a minute. It's it's hard to. Uh, I think Dom does a better job at splitting up his uh, responsibilities yeah. than, than I do. But yeah, no, soon, 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 I'll uh, I'll be back on there. So awesome. it's a good community, and I, I don't I definitely don't want to turn my back to it. So yeah, I'll be honest, it scares the shit out of me. <laughs> oh man, it's a blast. <laughs> like I'm a golfer, I play golf, that's it. And I see you yeah. guys rolling around, I'm like, oh, I don't it, you know, do that. it's like um, it's the general it's, art. It's like yeah, it, but it's like chess. Right. It's like chess for martial arts, man. It's just. Yeah. It's just a mind game. It's as much mental as it is physical, and it's just like when you start getting your your avenues like set up and your game set up, and 
and you start hitting those marks and, and you start getting better. It's just such a blast, man. Yeah. It's just like anything else. Like any, any mountain you climb, you're going you're gonna to be happy when you get to the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you, learn, you learn really quick not to come in there with the ego. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know, some of the individuals that we've trained with, I mean, Rafael Lovato, like I said, he's training for a, a fight for the Bellator world title here yeah. in a little bit. So, you know, I've, I've had the pleasure of rolling with him quite a bit. And, you know, I think I'm a, a big, strong guy. But, you know, when... When you roll with somebody that could literally submit you in five seconds every time you roll, you kind of get humbled. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's there's that location, and, and obviously with with Justin Rader, he's been a big part of our ju- jujitsu you mm-hmm. know journey as well. So um, it's it's, it's it kind of just mimics who we are, you know. Yeah. Like like Miguel said, it's it's chess, but the growth. Yeah. It's exciting, you mm-hmm. know, and, and being able to. Um, cultivate relationships, build friendships. You know that's that's really important to us. And it's just the way, yeah, and, and it's it just going into the way you guys do business. Exactly, like it's, it's the stages and it's the phases that you're talking about and For going sure. through that. And it's it's awesome to see. But um, guys, I really appreciate your time, um, Miguel Dom. This has been awesome. Thanks for inviting me into the house to see where it first started. Uh, <laughs> that's a blast. Kitchen's man. been cleaned. Yes, yeah. <laughs> once or twice. There's nothing so, on the yeah, wall. Yeah, you can probably smell them though. Yeah, you um, know the trim's missing though. <laughs> that was irreparable. We're gonna replace that no, this, this, send me an invoice <laughs> this has been awesome and uh, guys listen check them out on social media Rome Coffee and then rome-coffee.com online and then obviously at Bill Camps and Urban Agrarian and at the Farmer's Market this Saturday Correct. Uh, 8 to 1 so yeah thanks for listening guys uh, guys again really appreciate your time it's been awesome and I wish you all the success for the future you don't need my blessings but I you know it's going to happen anyway but I just want to put it on record that I'm super pumped for you guys and just it makes me smile after meeting you a couple of months ago to now like being slammed and you know busy with orders like it's a great problem yeah to have. it's a great, great problem sure. to have. so again thanks so much yeah. and yeah pleasure to meet thank you thank you and it's been uh it's been really fun mm-hmm. getting to kind of it's going to be a long relationship process. i guess yeah. we're both we're all kind of similar minded so we'll keep pushing coffee your way man <laughs> yeah we definitely will we'll definitely will we'll catch up in a year and i'll see where you guys are at awesome, uh, awesome. yeah thanks for listening guys catch you next week cheers okay. thanks Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast was produced by Mike Hearn and Ian Weston, mixed by Alan Brown, with music by Chad Duro.